And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So, of course, after we record a podcast, 45 minutes, live on YouTube, the uh, the details of the Stephen Adams trade actually drop. So, Adrian Wojnarowski, I mean, I'm talking minutes after we got done recording this show. I'm going to attach this to the front of it. Uh, as a part of a four-team Stephen Adams trade, the Thunder also received George Hill, Darius Miller, a 2023 protected first-round pick, uh, second-round picks in 23 via Charlotte, which is nice, and 24 via Washington, which is also nice. Uh, sources tell ESPN. So this is this is much better. I was really hopeful that Eric Bledsoe would not be in the deal because I think Eric Bledsoe is similar to Horford and that he's not going to be easy to flip. You kind of have to rehabilitate his value and then trade him. And personally, I don't want two of those guys on this team. Uh, so to get Darius Miller, who's just kind of a guy, he's maybe a flippable guy for maybe a second-round pick, uh, and then George Hill, who I do think is imminently flippable because, one, he's on an expiring contract. And as we've seen with Schroeder and Steven, that these these guys that are on expiring contracts are not going to be around. Uh, he can help somebody, and he's not at a super high number either. So I think that he's imminently flippable for OKC. They may keep him for a minute. They may flip him today. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I just wanted to pop on here and make sure that detail was in this podcast. You're going to hear us talk about a little bit about Eric Bledsoe in the show. So just ignore that. Pretend that didn't happen. Uh, I also just wanted to just quickly, and I go over this a little bit in this pod, but just go over it like real quickly one more time. The Thunder are not going to be a good team this year, but, and, and Royce, Royce has said this before, and I think that it's the exact right phrasing. This is the most competitive thing the Thunder can do. And I know that people are going to be upset with the Thunder not being a competitive team from night to night. But this is the most competitive thing the Thunder can do as a franchise is try to go after superstars, try to win an NBA championship. That's the goal with every single move that was made in this last week and really this last six days because it hasn't even been a week since Schroeder was traded. Everything is aiming for an NBA championship. That's where everything is going. That's where every single move is with the thought of how can we win the title. And the only way you win a title is if you have superstars. That's the only way. I don't know if you can hear my son playing the piano in the background. It's a busy Saturday morning at my house. But uh, anyways, wanted to pop on, make sure that we had those details. Hope you guys are, are doing well. Uh, enjoy the show. And uh, we're thankful that you guys are listening and that you're around so uh continue to just hang with us uh, i think it's going to be a, a very interesting journey but uh i, I think we'll want to stick together when you're hiring for your small business you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free when it's time for me to find a job i went right to linkedin jobs they helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open 
to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network, and we are without a podcast intro because Steven Adams has been traded to the New Orleans Pelicans for what a package we don't know yet. It's a it's a part of like a like four or five team deal. Um, it's an I, I don't even honestly have any clue exactly what it is, but Hello from Japan. Wow. Okay, somebody somebody in the chat is from Japan, and that's very cool to me. Keiko uh, <coughs> Igarashi. Yeah. Wow. Germany. Spain. We're like, this is, like we're, really we're spreading. We're like the Thunder. We're just an international team now <laughs> over here. Uh, so they traded Steven Adams last night. I was completely asleep. Um I didn't know what was going on. My son came and woke me up around 1.30, and I had a ton of text messages just asking me if I was awake. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> this is not good. I've been down this road before. Uh, and so they they traded Steven to the Pelicans, which, one, I love for, for Steven himself for several reasons. One, he gets to be coached by Stan Van Gundy, which I think is mm-hmm. really, really great for him and for his career yeah. because – Stan Van's a guy that doesn't not going to beat around the bush with him. He's going to extract the the maximum amount of talent that you can get from Steven, uh, which I think is really should be very encouraging to people that love Steven Adams. Uh, but he's not on the Thunder anymore, which really sucks. Uh, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where you think you're ready for it because. I mean, we've been talking about this. I've been hearing stuff about Stephen being moved for, you know, the last couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know that they can get a first-round pick. If they can, they're going to ship him off, and there's a price tag on Stephen. And when that's met, they're going to trade him. And, you know, but I wasn't ready because it's it's like it's just weird there are there are a few players and obviously like the big ones obviously like the Kevin Durant move the Russell Westbrook one those were obviously going to be like difficult days for Thunder fans but um, this is a role player that never scored 30 points in a game (laughs) when he was with the Thunder uh and it's still just it just feels it it this one is a gut punch I mean it just that's just 
frankly what it is, but the Thunder did receive back in the trade a 2023 lottery-protected pick from Denver, which will assuredly not be in the lottery for Denver as they have like a very mm-hmm. young, good team, uh, even without Jeremy Grant. And well, we need to touch on that. This, this Jeremy Grant thing is also tied in. Hello from India. Oh, my goodness. This is unbelievable. Yeah, we have also China. Like it's China, unbelievable. Wow. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's all intertwined. This is all, it all runs together and we can, let's talk through why they traded Steven first, McKelly. And I haven't even let you talk yet. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling on here. Um, they, they traded Steven because he's an expiring contract and they traded Steven because they wanted to get an asset for him before he moved on. Yeah. And you watched Jeremy yeah. Grant get traded last night from the Nuggets and Steven wouldn't do what Jeremy did for the reasons Jeremy did it, but we don't know for sure that Steven wouldn't have moved on from the Thunder. Uh, and so you can't, you just can't let guys get to free agency. They couldn't let Ubre get to free agency. They couldn't let Schroeder get to free agency. They couldn't let Jeremy Grant get to free agency. They couldn't let Steven get to free agency. I mean, it's just, you just can't, you couldn't do it. Um, so, but Ariza is also in this deal. I believe it's George Hill. I don't know that for sure, but I believe it's George yeah. Hill coming back to OKC to complete the salary portion of the deal. But um, what are your what are your initial thoughts, McKelly? As I have rambled on for five minutes. Well, first of all, I I, I owe some explanation about my podcast location. <laughs> this is my kid's bedroom, <laughs> which was the only room available around this time. Uh, so, so apologize for that. Um, Second, I mean, you said it perfectly. I mean, I think that Steven has some value. And I'm sure that if OKC and him and his agency or whoever or directly himself wanted to give to give it like a long-term view, like say you're sticking here for the next four or five years, you will be with these young buds, you'll be the pillar of our culture, uh, will not guarantee you to 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 be like to, to reach this high salary uh for the next contract or something like that then maybe there was some room to keep him around here um maybe uh, but but new orleans as you said is a is a good place for him it's a place that has a great coach that probably is a little bit ahead on the rebuilding phase compared to the thunder because they already have two very very good players one is probably going to be uh if everything goes well uh an all-nba type of guy and so i mean it makes sense for steven for steven to go there um i don't know if it will be long term probably they will feel each other out and see if right. that can be uh, a destination that makes sense for the entire career uh, or for the next uh, contract of steven adams um i don't see a clear fit with zion and a traditional center uh, i don't like the the hayes uh sign the hayes pick um for that reason but no. now you have Hayes and adams i don't know how that will work um but but hey, I mean, Steven is a good guy to have around. If you face Jokic or if you face uh, Embiid and you have Steven Adams, you probably, and you can get him for cheap, that probably is is a good trade. I don't know um, what the return is. Uh, the, the pick is, I would say, very good 
for Steven Adams value is much better than the one that they got for Danny Schroeder. That lets me uh, at least believe that the salary, hey, it's Jay. It's Jay. I, if I sound terrible, just kick me out. I left my microphone at home. Does this sound okay? It's fine. It's fine. It, it's we're, fine. we're grieving here, Jay. It's fine. Yeah, you can tell by the puffiness of my eyes, man, that I've just been <laughs> crying for the last hour. Um, clarification, Nate27, thanks. I'm I'm like, I'm scrambling in my brain to even wrap my mind around the Thunder roster, let alone these two trades that happened simultaneously. When I woke up, I thought yeah. they were it was like a three-team deal, but it obviously is not. Harris is part of the James Johnson well, deal. It might be. You can have two, three team deals. One is between Minnesota, Dallas, and OPC that yeah. involves Trevor Ariza. Uh, no extra pick for the Thunder, probably a second or something like that. Yeah. And then there's this trade with Minnesota and New Orleans and maybe another team that involves Steven Adams. But again, we, we, we don't know the details as of yet. No. And, and what I was saying... Um, is that giving the value of the pick that OKC got, I expect that in there, there is some salary that is not good. Either hey, so it's- yeah. I need details. I, I have no idea what happened. Like I know that Steven got traded to the Pelicans, but I haven't heard any of, you said there's a second one. I literally just rolled out of bed and, yeah, and so saw that news. They shipped James Johnson to Dallas as a part of a three-team deal that included Trevor Ariza from the Detroit Pistons back to OKC. Justin Jackson to OKC in that deal. Uh, and some kind of pick compensation for OKC as well to take on mm. Ariza's contract. So, But we don't know what the compensation is yet. So, And then the deal for Steven, which will likely include George Hill, possibly Eric Bledsoe as well. We don't know the details. Well, it wouldn't make sense yet. to me, though. Is why would he take Bledsoe on now if the Bucks? Surely that was part of the reason that they didn't get Schroeder. You know, I just don't know. I just don't really know the details. Yeah, I know. One. Once we find the details out, hopefully they come out while we're talking. So, yeah, but yeah, and maybe it's it's just that they wanted a deal completed to a certain date. I mean, this was one of the main reasons why OKC traded as quickly as possible to with the Lakers because they wanted the to the, the pick to to have something to trade for in the draft. Yeah, and they use it right away. I mean, you exactly. had to have the pick already in your hands in order to complete the deal, to be sure to complete the deal with, with, with Minnesota. So maybe like the, maybe Minnesota was not as amenable to a future first, future protected first mm-hmm. and wanting a real pick and OKC gave them a real pick. Yeah. So, um, well, and, and also, and the also that they are getting now, it's yeah. better. So, so oh, yeah, it's it, better than the 28th. It is better. And also, you have to keep in mind that all of these deals are connected. If the Thunder, everybody was kind of upset the Thunder didn't uh, that the Thunder didn't keep Jeremy Grant for last year. Well, if the Thunder didn't trade Jeremy Grant, they don't have the asset to trade up to get Poku, right? They don't have they don't have the juice to get him. Same with the Schroeder deal; they don't have what it takes to get Dennis Schroeder or to get Poku because they didn't trade Dennis Schroeder. Uh, it's all connected, and. If you're late to the party, the Thunder are doing a supercharged version of the process. That's what's happening. And make no mistake, Al Horford's next. (laughs) And Al Horford, I don't know if he's immediately flippable, but when Al Horford Mm -hmm. averages 18, 9, and 3 for the Thunder to start the season, 
he can be flippable. They'd be like, oh, Al Horford is back. The Thunder have resurrected him. He's a player again. But the truth is, somebody has to score the points on this team. Somebody has to score the points. Shea can't score 89 points a game. Somebody's got to take the Are shot. you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, Shea takes 47 shots per game. <laughs> Um, but this is this is what we've been preparing for for really over a year, and we kind of got this gap year. And I mean, the reshaping of this roster—it hasn't even been a week since Schroeder was traded, by the way. And the reshaping of this roster has happened so fast; it, it tells you the motivation of where the Thunder's head is at collectively. Is we need rock bottom. We need to have a top five pick in the 2021 draft. We have to have to, we have to have it. And that's, that's the first step in this rebuild and this replenishing. They've replenished their assets and now it's time to replenish the roster. The roster is depleted. I mean, you, you look up and down it and it's like people want to ask about Justin Jackson. Well, Justin Jackson hasn't been a good player in the NBA. Like he's just straight up. Yeah, he's fine. He'll be fine. He's he doesn't make you. He's not Kelly Oubre who brings you further towards mediocrity. No, he may he yeah. may bring you bring you down yeah. further. Exactly. <laughs> is, is the is the it's idea. a perfect player to have? Perfectly fine player to have this. Season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean they would like to get Cade. They would like to. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that draft, and we will. I promise you, our draft coverage may begin in December <laughs> this year. Um, for many reasons, but it, it will begin there because they're, and the Thunder will still have a chance to get multiple. I still believe that they will have a chance to get multiple lottery picks in the 21 draft because I just don't, I know, I know that Rockets fans are, are pretty jacked about Christian Wood. Um, and I shouldn't say the, the sentence jacked and Christian Wood all in one sentence, but um, I know they're excited, but listen, Christian Wood is not going to be the not going to be like okay great James Harden's like okay good finally we've got Christian Wood we can continue on with this <laughs> just we can continue on like, no I mean there's still Westbrook stuff out there there's still James Harden stuff out there I mean I still expect them to be traded so uh, man it's uh, I, they're going to have a chance to be one of the best young teams in the league, but it's going to take some time. Like we have to realize this is going to take time for them to get there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, this is, we've said it before, but this is the perfect season to be doing that just because um, of the lack. I mean, there's 72 games. There's who knows if it's going to be on TV. I'm assuming they'll do yeah. some sort of negotiation before we get there. But I, it just, I think the emotional side of it for Thunder fans, and I think it's just, a, it's really hard for people to see that kind of vision, even though it's been so clearly laid out for us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I've even heard people like I, they're not basketball people, but they're people I sh- like, I respect, like, you know, that you can't draft all these players, Sam, you got to get real people at some point, like, yeah. he, as if Sam doesn't know that. Hold my beer. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, no. Sam has 20 guys. And maybe, maybe you take 20 well, bites of the and, apple. And, and listen, I mean, but. this is all, and I've been saying this, and I'm going to continue to say it throughout the rest of this season until the Thunder have a good team. This is all about bending the odds in the Thunder's favor. This is all about 
trying to leverage everything they can to get a superstar. And the Thunder don't have the luxury of sitting back and waiting for a superstar to come on the market and to lure them to Oklahoma City. They don't have that luxury. They're not Miami. They're not Boston. They're not Philadelphia. They're not the Lakers. They're not the Clippers. They're not the Warriors. They can't do that. We're not on the coast. We're smack dab in the middle. And so... As Thunder fans, we've never had to endure, we never really endured the pain that it took to get that first team, right? And there was pain along the way for the for the franchise itself. Seattle had to endure it in multiple ways, by the way. <laughs> like one, you suck. Two, you don't have a team anymore. Then the Thunder get here. And that year, the first year that they were here, it was just like, oh, cool. We have an NBA team now. They, Our logo looks like the Doritos logo. That's cool. You can just do, you go see Kobe in my city. Wow. Go see LeBron in my city. Wow. This is amazing. Uh, and then the next year, they're good. So there was no pain involved with becoming a contender then. Now we get to have those Seattle years here. This next year is going to be one of those Seattle years that it took to get Kevin, that it took to get Russell. We endured the year that it took to get James. And it will likely not be just back-to-back-to-back. The odds say they will likely miss on somebody. That even in 21, which is... Everybody keeps talking about what a sure thing it is in the top seven. Well, one of those guys is surely not going to be a a guy that's going to change your franchise. Surely one of them could be Michael Beasley. You just got to hope that the Thunder don't take the Michael Beasley guy. But I'm just saying, like, you just have to prepare yourself for... I mean, you look at the process with the Sixers. They took Jalil Okafor in the midst of that. They took Nerlens Noel in the midst of that. You don't want to take those guys. Hopefully Sam doesn't take those guys. But eventually... They took Markel Fultz. They took Markel Fultz, dude. They paid... To take Markel Fultz. They did. They paid to take Markel Fultz. But the whole reason they did it was to get Ben Simmons and to get Joel Embiid. And they got those guys. And it was all, I mean, trust me, a lot of people are like, well, did it even work? Listen, they were on the treadmill of mediocrity. That's where they were. They had this Andre Iguodala, Drew Holiday team that was going to make the seventh or eighth seed every year. They were going to get bounced in the first round. And then they were going to do it again. And that's where they were until Sam Hinkie came along. And that's where they were headed. They were just going to be on this treadmill of mediocrity where your team is going nowhere. And I get that bottoming out is not the most fun thing to do. But they're, in order to get back to the top, you have to bottom out. Most, and again, we're talking about odds. Like, you have to play the odds. This is, this is how the Thunder think. It's like playing the odds. In order to go from, in order to get back to the top, the odds are so, so incredibly low that you stay in the middle and go to the top. You have to be a, a large market franchise to stay in the middle and go to the top. You have to be. Yeah. Or and, or you go to the bottom and then jump to the top. Uh, that's, yeah. just, that's just how it works. And that's how it's worked since the, the beginning of the NBA. That's just how it works. Yeah, and I know it's, it's not good to lose. Uh, and OKC will have some losing over the next two years. But it's not that you're losing with a team that is supposed to win. I was thinking about that this morning. I know it's small, like a small price, but 
in the end, I mean, you'll you'll have the pleasure to watch very very interesting young talent grow in OKC. Yeah, with a with a view on the future. Like, not many teams have that. Like, Presti is getting an enormous amount of draft picks, but he's also choosing the players that are sticking around in OKC. It's not, a, not by chance that Uber is gone or that Danny Green is rebooted for a guy like Al Horford, who has very little value today, but can be can have, like, very good value in a year from now. So... It's there is a process. They're not signing Terry Rogier to a seventy million contract just because maybe. <laughs> right. No, no, it's it's not the way yeah. in which you should build. Yep. And I have friends of mine that are like they follow the NBA and say, well, yeah, but now they have all these picks. Are they are they good? Yes, you can package them. Presti just showed you that, that you can package 25 and 28 to get to 16. I don't think he will be scared to trade three, three first-round picks to get where he wants to be in a draft. Yeah. I mean, the Mavs just did that with Luka. Yeah. They, they pay uh, or for Porzingis. I mean, you can do stuff like that all the time. It's not that in 2023 someone will say, well, no, you have too many picks. You have to give me three. Okay, mm. I will do that. Yeah. I mean, Preston will not be scared by dangling this pick if the right um, guy comes around, comes available. Like, uh, it's... And I think if you look at the, like, all you need is a year like this year. Uh, I know that part of the reason Minnesota and Golden State didn't want those picks is because there wasn't a Cade Cunningham, and I get that. Uh, but if you look at a team like the Warriors, who's like, we want to compete right now, Um Sam could be gathering somebody from somewhere else because he has both the cap space and the picks in order to reroute to the Warriors at two. Like there's enough finagling that you can do to utilize this war chest of picks and the space that they're about to have. Um, and then to move up into positions that really make sense because there's going to be, I mean, the hot, the Sacramento Kings chose Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. Right. Yeah. Like there's all sorts of things where the Thunder just need a little bit of luck and to position yourself to have that luck. You have to have the assets to be able to move and maneuver the weight. And they're also going to be really bad. Like the Thunder are going to be a top five pick this year is my prediction. My prediction. I think that's how bad they're going to be. It's likely. It's likely. You just look at but this team to they're putting together. Like I have no idea what this team Anyway, that's not, I mean, they're not day. putting, I mean, let's just be real. They're not putting together a team. Yeah. The team that they're going to have on the court, but, but it's still functional. Like if you have Shea, you have Dort, you have Baisley, you have Orford and maybe someone who, who comes from Milwaukee, they will be bad. They will, but they will build a team that makes sense. I, I, I am convinced of that. I'm not sure. The only thing that I didn't like about the Philip project and, and the, um, the process, sorry, was that they just put Casper Ware on the court. I don't think that OKC will, will, will go that route. They yeah. will have teams that compete hard and they will lose hard. <laughs> like, yeah. They will get stomped because the West is so good that even if you have a, like an up-and-coming team, like you can still win 20, 22 games because in the end, I mean, talent wins games, and and maybe they will beat a, a randomly good team once in a while. But otherwise, um, it's it's not going to be like that. Yeah. And with that, 
guys. Uh, I have, yep. I have to go. <laughs> Steve McKellar. My, my wife is, is, is singling me that it's late and I have to go. <laughs> you should go. Thanks, McKellar. See ya. Bye. Bye. So what we do know, Jay, is that last... I'm so intrigued by who's in this trade. We don't know. We don't know yet. Um, we'll find out they, this morning. But They didn't get gnaw, did they? I don't believe so. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I don't believe they did. I believe they'll be... It's going to be George Hill. Cause they, they're for they're sure getting George Hill. A, and it wouldn't be anybody else like... They said it's a three-team three team deal with Milwaukee, but that's really just New Orleans shifting over one of their assets that they're getting from Milwaukee to Oklahoma City, right? Exactly. This is the Thunder calling in both those teams and saying, hey, we would like to get in on this. You guys <laughs> we'll want to throw, throw in some you. assets? I mean, so last night, I mean, they acquired four second-round picks and a first-round pick. Uh, between Detroit? Between the Stephen Adams and James Johnson deals. Yeah. Uh, so I, I say this. I... Uh, on a side note that we did, I haven't at least talked about in this podcast, like Steven in new Orleans is awesome. I know them. that was like the first thing I said was that S- Steven Adams gets to be coached by Stan Van Gundy. Like I just, mean, if you're feeling bad today, which you should be feeling bad if you're a thunder fan, but if you're, if you're feeling bad today, just say that sentence to yourself because that's a, that's to me, there are very few coaches in this league that I would feel good about Steven taking it up a level with, you know, I just don't know that there's a lot like Billy, obviously not that he did bad things with Steven, but I just don't think he was able to get Steven to take everything up a level. But I think that Stan van can extract the maximum Steven Adams out of him. And that's, that's exciting to me to be able to see that. I wish it was here, but uh, just, and it's really, I mean, the thing is that, if the, if he got traded in the middle of the season, whenever there was lots of underwhelming Stephen Adams moments, you may, it may feel a little bit different. But what hurts so much with Stephen is just like his personality and his presence and what he yeah. brings to the team, brings to the court, brings to the locker room. I mean, just hilarious moments all the time. Just I can't remember what game it was, but I remember after a game, Stephen is standing in the media room holding this tiny um, tin NASA lunchbox while he's doing his media availability and everybody's asking questions. And then after like the, was, they call for the last question, I'm like, yeah, Steven, what's in your lunchbox there? And he goes, Oh, nothing. I ate all my lunch. And it was, it was just hilarious. Like these, like just like little tiny moments with them. And yeah, I they're going to be awesome in New Orleans. And here's the thing about the next few years for me is it really opens up my fandom of the NBA far yeah. more. Right. Like, I'll follow the Pelicans now, yeah, you know, like sure. I'll watch what they do and cheer for them even, you know, like, and then I, I don't think I'll follow Detroit because I can't follow a team that has that many power forwards. What in the world are they doing? I don't know. What's our guy Troy doing, what? man? I know. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he'll, he's on his way to become the director of foresight and insight for the thunder here in a few years. Right. <laughs> that's Rob Henning that, man. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. <laughs> And I want to, I did want to talk about them in the context of Jeremy Grant because they signed Jeremy Grant to a three-year $60 million contract. And it's not even that Detroit, or it's not even that, that I mean, that's a wild deal, by the way, for, for JG. That's a big, big-time deal for All, him. Also why the Thunder traded him. It's exactly way. why the Thunder traded him. And it's exactly why the Thunder traded Dennis Schroeder. And it's exactly why the Thunder traded Steven Adams, ultimately. Is that you, 
expiring contract. We got to extract the value because it, it could be, I mean, Gallo just walked. We thought, oh, surely Gallo will be a sign and trade. There's no good teams that will want him. There's no teams on the t- on his timeline that'll want him. And then Atlanta's gets the the ownership of Atlanta's like, hey, you got to make the playoffs today. Like we're tired of this. Go do it now. And so they end up having to go sign Gallinari. And I will tell you also, what a weird. You don't want you don't want your ownership, and I don't think the ownership of the Thunder will do this. As far as I know, the Thunder ownership is on board with with this plan and to ride it out as long as it takes. But whenever you whenever you start this plan, you don't want to eject from it early. You don't want to be you don't want no. to try it try something else sooner because it is that's what really discombobulated the Sixers exactly, and it's going to screw up the Hawks. Because if the Hawks don't make the playoffs this year, which is a sincere possibility, by the way, because the East yeah. is not as bad as you think it is. If they no, miss we did, the playoffs, we did this whole conversation screwed. talking about the, uh, oh crud, the Magic with Russ or something like that, or somebody like that. Yeah, it's, there's seven good teams in the. Well, East and the Magic now. have screwed themselves over throughout the years too by not continuing their process because they traded for Serge Ibaka, they traded a a lottery pick and Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka. And if they would have just not done that deal, maybe Vic does improve that next year and you get Sabonis. And the Magic's entire trajectory is different. Instead, they ended up with Terrence Ross. I mean, that's what they ultimately ended up with. You can't rush the process. You cannot. And this is why you call it the process. This is why the the genesis of the process was a thing. It's like, trust the process, let it carry out. And the, the Sixers couldn't do it because... The NBA stepped in. Oh, people were freaking out about it. But the Thunder are going to do what they can to replicate a supercharged version of that. Yeah, and Alex Bowlerjack in the comments said that this this seems, at least for him, like a more of a Boston rebuild than a Philly rebuild, which I would probably agree, just in the sense of, like, obviously Oklahoma City amassed far more picks or is amassing far more picks. Yeah. Um, and Boston always has the luxury of signing a Gordon Hayward, uh, signing yeah. a Kimball Walker, like a Kyrie Irvin wants to play there for, at least for a year. And so um, I think that is obviously the distinction, which even Philly kind of has that a little bit. But yeah, I, I do, do think with Shea and Dort and, and Baisley and maybe Poku, like they've already got a young core. I think that you've mentioned this a few times where there's going to be a season where they're going to be competing uh, on a higher level and still having – 10 picks in the first round over three years. That's why you're, that's why you do this. That's why you do this right yeah. now. I mean, they we talk about replenishing. They have taken everything they had. Yeah. And you can look at the roster today and it's mostly unrecognizable. <laughs> I mean, Justin Jackson is on this team now. I mean, the longest tenured thunder player is Hamadou Diallo today. Uh, it's wild. It, it oh. is absolutely Wild. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Poku will start, but I mean, uh, Lloyd Grissom wants wants us to like walk through what the starting lineup could be. My guess is like day one, SGA, Dort, Baisley. I couldn't put this together because I don't know who's on the team. Right. <laughs> we played this game yesterday and it's already changed. Horford, uh, if Hor- he's still Horford here. will start. I, I don't know if they can flip Horford immediately. They're eventually going to flip him, though. He will, because the last year of his contract is non-guaranteed i think that that is could be enticing because really he only has two years left on his deal yeah and then 
the fit with Philadelphia was so bad. So bad. His his value will be reclaimed a little bit this year. It's, I guarantee. It's plummeted. You. It's plummeted. And maybe and maybe Eric Bledsoe come does come to the Thunder, which I would not be very excited about, to be honest. And it makes the it makes the trade much worse uh, to have to take on Bledsoe. But if Bledsoe is here, he's another guy that you probably start SGA, Bledsoe, Dort, Baisley, Horford is probably the starting lineup. And then you just say, hey, I mean, there's going to be shots to go around. I mean, Horford and Bledsoe, it's like, hey, go hog wild, guys. Go do your thing. Right. Because if Bledsoe shows to be a good defender and a and a passable offensive player, you can flip him. You can move him. He's only got, they both are on the same. It, I, we're assuming that Bledsoe may be in this, but we don't aren't they both yet. on the same salary timeline? Um, How many years does Bledsoe have left? I I don't have that on I'm me. looking it up. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, there's just, man, there's a lot to process through with this team. Poku's coming over. We saw the picture of him in the airport yesterday with his fanny pack, which was uh, a glorious sight. Uh, he's coming. Tail Maladon is coming over. Uh, I'm, I believe Vit Krejci, who is our 37th pick, is not coming over this year. But... Um, they're going to see what they've got in Ty Jerome. They're going to see what they've got in Jalen LeCue. They're going to see what they've got in Hami even, because I still don't know that they have any clue what they've got in him. Uh, Man, I hope you guys... So there's two things I do want to say, and then I probably <laughs> should go about my morning since it's been ruined. Uh, so here's the thing is, the first thing is, if you haven't watched any uh, Teo Maladon highlights go watch some of him play. And I'm trying to give a a comp on who I, because he's not the most blaze. Like he has a lot of Tony Parker's game, but he's not as quick as Tony Parker. No, but he seems bigger than Tony Parker. He's a little, he's a little Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. Yeah. Which should be a great role player on your team. And I know that that you get, (laughs) excuse me. I know that doesn't sound great, but if, go back and I mean Kirk Heinrich was a player in the league for a long time, like a good player, until he started just accessorizing every part of his body toward the end of his career. And it's like, what are you doing? And he was so weighed down by his, his accessories that he had to leave the NBA. But pre-accessories, Kirk Heinrich was a good player. Yeah, somebody just mentioned Bledsoe's contract is three years left, but the third year is only three point nine guaranteed. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's so it's similar. Yeah, it's similar to that. I will say uh, the other thing I wanted to say before we leave, like, and I don't know if they're watching this, uh, but they will watch this or they will hear this is over the course of Steven's career as down the dunk as we have amassed a group of awesome New Zealand fans and friends. Yeah. And listen, if we need to start talking Pelicans basketball just to keep you around, we just need to know. You just need to send us a Twitter message. And we'll now follow the Pelicans. We are also a Pelicans podcast as long as it keeps our New Zealand friends with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I have my my buddy Max from Gang of Youths was texting me last night at, or I guess what time was that? Yeah, he he texted me at five thirty this morning. Um, with just broken heart emojis. Uh, man, I know, I know, man. This is it's hard. Like this is this is difficult for all of us. Is it's just a difficult one. I mean, it really is, uh, but you have to have your head in the right space as a Thunder fan, and trust me, you want to be one of the people that is right about what, where this is headed, and we can, help, we can help guide you there, okay? 
We can help guide you toward what's happening if you'll just stick with us, okay? Because we, it's very clear what's happening. Sam Presti wrote it in the Oklahoman. What's happening? Just stick with us because we're gonna we're gonna honestly, I I truly believe that this this is gonna work, and I know that people think it won't. Whatever, it's gonna. I be, I truly believe this is gonna work. It will eventually work. Okay. Um, but you got to well, stick it, with it us. could be quick too. I think if you do pull off getting Kate Cunningham, man, it's that changes the whole franchise. And yeah. apparently there's six other guys. I just know I've seen Kate Cunningham play. He's a and, monster. Uh, he's and if, insane. and if Poku can be good, um, man, it's, that's, that's another thing. If Poku can be good, that jumps the timeline pretty significantly because really this year they weren't supposed to get a needle mover in the draft. That's not no, really which is why you take a swing. Yeah. And they took a swing. And if they connect, boy, and then if you get a top five guy in the next draft and then a top five guy in the next draft, and then you have Shea, Dort, Bays, Poku, draft pick, draft pick. And it could be draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. Like, you're, <laughs> right. like I mean, that's what they're heading toward. It could be quicker, but I... You have to have the long term in your brain because this is this is not about trying to make another playoff run. This is about trying to win an NBA championship in Oklahoma City. That's what this is all about. Yep. That's what this this entire thing is going to be about is how can we win an NBA championship in Oklahoma City? It's not how can we be a good team or how can we get back in the playoffs? No, no, no. The goal in all of this is how do we win a championship? How do we do that? And this is the way. This is the way. Yeah, I think the encouragement I'll say, and, and we need to be done. I can hear your family is ready for you to come out and throw your kids around. So I think the thing that also is important to remember, like I heard somebody in the somebody in the chat mentioned that the Thunder are not going to draft Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook again, and James Harden again. No, they won't. And, and I, I agree with that. But I think the thing to remember as a fan of basketball in general is like there were many other championship runs created by other teams in that same era that didn't have the same draft capital. You look at this, the Golden State Warriors, they yep. drafted Steph yep. and Clay. Neither one of them were top five picks. You know, like there's ways to, but, but having as many swipes at it as you can gives you the best chance because you never know. The Thunder may, if Poku hits, then at 17, they got the guy that, that is one of the pillars. Like you just don't yeah. know until don't you know. just, and so that's why not, why not just take as many hits as you can? Yeah. You know, so. That's anyway. what I'm going to try to do. Yep. Steven Adams gone from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's gone. As soon as I'm sure McKelle and Andrew on Monday will walk through what the new roster looks like. They'll have the details of this trade yep. and any other possible trade over the next few days. And uh, man, it's crazy. It is crazy. I'm going to stick around and answer a few questions. Okay. If I'll you, hang out with you, you too, then, to? man. I just okay. didn't want to take your time up. That's okay. This is a, this is a big day. Um, people ask about Harry Giles, man, Harry Giles is, is not a needle mover, probably not coming to OKC. If he does cool, if not just, I mean, trust me, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Justin, people, uh, white black is asking about Justin Jackson, uh, Justin Jackson to this, to this point in his NBA career is just not good. Uh, will he be, and he's, it's, and he's 25. He's had enough, he's had enough years where he, he's kind of proven who he is. Yeah. I wouldn't count. I just wouldn't count on a whole lot. If he turns it around and becomes a role player, like a three and D role player. Great. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't, that's, it's more likely that he doesn't. Uh, but the, it's just another like, Hey, we'll try it. 
We'll give it a try. It's better. Sure. It's better. I'll tell you this. It's better than having James Johnson on your team. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, that's this is he's the he's the type of player the Thunder are going to try. The, and the Thunder, make no mistake, are going to be bringing in guys like that, like guys that have been picked in the lottery over the course of the last yeah. like, four or five years, and saying, okay, we'll try, and they probably will fail. We, they they this is something the Thunder have done for forever. Is they mm-hmm. they brought in Hashim Thabit, they brought in Dion Waiters, they brought in his Cantor, they brought in all these guys that didn't quite hit where they were supposed to and they were lottery picks. And so right. they're, they're going to continue to do stuff like that. Yep. Um, let's see. I, my gold feet, my golden fetus asks about how many picks we have. <laughs> That's quite a name. Uh, I don't know. 20? I don't know. And I'm, now? I'm waiting. I'm going to wait until probably, probably tomorrow and then see, because they're probably, they're still probably not done. I mean, let's be honest. They've completely flipped this whole thing. Uh, Michael Clampett says, speaking of Noel, what kind of contract do you think he's going to get? I'm, I still think he's going to get around a minimum contract with somebody. I don't think it'll be with OKC. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I, I think that they would rather uh, try no, some other guys God, there. No, Well, don't you think he he's seeing what's going on here? Like, yeah, if I'm him, like I'm trying to think of what team would need a center right now. Like I, I mean, even think Houston would still take a burner on him. Yeah. Or the, like the Clippers could use him, I think. Yeah. Especially since they lost Trez. <laughs> they lost Trez for nothing to the Lakers. Uh, it's unreal to me that he went oh, for so little. Oh my goodness. That was a, that was an F you move to the Clippers is what that was. <laughs> that was just a total F you move. Um, let's see. Chet Holgram. Chet Holgram and uh, Amoni Bates, right? In that class Imani of 2022. Bates, yeah. Yeah, we don't know if Imani's going to be in that class. Because he has to reclassify, right, or something like that. We don't know if he's for sure in that class or not. Um, But, yeah, if if we got Poku and Chet, that would be amazing. Uh, Does Poku (laughs) start on this team? I don't don't know, because I don't know what position he plays in the NBA. I'm assuming him and Bays would be kind of your your front court of the future, is my guess. But they would both probably fours. Although could, maybe Poku could be a three. He could, he could possibly. I mean, anything from three to five would not shock me with Poku. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if that's where we were going with all of this. Uh, Stephen Adams on Bourbon Street, <laughs> Colin Reed. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a. Uh, some really good potential for for Steve. Oh man, for the I, dude that loves food too to be in New Orleans. I feel really. I feel good for Steven. I think this is yep. a really good situation for him. I think that's where we can. Or we can I think the Pelicans are going to be very successful. Like I think with yeah. their new coach, I think with some of the new additions, like I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, for sure. Um, Christian Mutu Sammy is from South London. Loves the podcast. Thanks for thanks for saying that. We've got a lot of people from all over the world here. Jay. I'm telling you, I missed the question yesterday in the podcast about where you want to go, or have you been to Europe? I haven't been to Europe. Where yeah. do I want to go? London. I just want to go to London. It would be awesome. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, rank the trade value of Horford, Ariza, Bledsoe, and Hill. This is from Warner West. Ariza's a one-year contract, right? He's got a year left. I don't know what I he's got I think he's left. a buyout. I don't know what he's got left in the tank. Uh, to me, I'll tell you this. If the Thunder weren't going to buy out James Johnson, they're sure as heck not going to buy out Trevor Ariza. Right. Finland. All these places that are incredible. They're not. I'll tell you. They're, they're, he's, he's, they're going to trade him. I, so... As far as value goes, I think probably George Hill may have the highest value because I think he's got the a lower salary than 
these guys. And he was super good last year. He shot like 45% from three last year. I mean, he was a very good player. If that's who indeed the Thunder get, we don't know that for sure. We don't know for sure what's coming back to OKC. Um, but I would probably yeah, I say... Yeah, I mean, Trevor Reese has got 12, almost 13 million for this year, and that's it. Yeah. So probably Hill, Ariza, Horford, Bledsoe is probably how I would order them. Got an expiring contract for a guy that could contribute. Um, yep. yep. Uh, man. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to try to break this down for you guys uh, over the course of next week. We'll try to figure out who's on the roster, what does it look like, what are they doing, and then who are the best guys in the 2021 draft. We'll start. I'll start working on that. To be honest, probably this weekend. So, I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And uh, I just don't even feel like we can play music anymore right now. Like this is just not a day to play music. So uh, we'll just we'll sign off and we'll. Um, We will talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.